0: Hello, everyone. It is Kathy with Backyard Columbus, and today's episode is about Monarch butterflies. So this should be, hypothetically, should be pretty short and pretty fun. So I will start out by telling you that in my dealings with my clientele and people in general, I've had lots of people say to me, well, gosh, I used to see butterflies all the time, and now I don't. Or I used to see Monarch butterflies when I was young, and now I don't. Well, We often, I'm not making fun of the fact that they don't know why that is. It's just, you know, they just know they used to see them and now they don't. Well, in my opinion, this is because uh, monarchs rely on milkweed. Milkweed, and I'll get to that more of that in a second. Milkweed primarily grows in fields. Well, all of our fields keep getting gobbled up by commercial structures, by suburbs and all of this urban sprawl. And so... Those have not been planted anywhere else. And so as I've said on other podcast uh, episodes, but in case this is your first one, I will briefly explain the relationship between monarch butterflies and the milkweed plant. So there are several varieties of milkweed species across the country, um, different ones for different areas of the country, but the milkweed is the host plant for the monarch caterpillar, or for the monarch butterfly, and the monarch caterpillar, but here's how this works. The butterfly flies along, finds a milkweed plant, and lays its egg on the leaf, on the underside of the milkweed leaf. That egg hatches, it it is a caterpillar, and now that caterpillar has to eat. What that caterpillar has to eat is the milkweed leaf. So if there's no milkweed, there's no food for that caterpillar. So let's just say you have a crazy monarch that was like oops i missed and laid it on a blade of grass instead okay or an oak leaf on a tree that's never gonna happen but i'm just saying pretend it was like an absolutely out of its mind monarch so it laid the egg successfully but when that egg hatches that caterpillar cannot eat the oak leaf it must eat milkweed that's genetically that's its deal so no milkweed no monarchs it's It's literally that simple. The milkweed actually gives the toxicity to the caterpillar and subsequently the butterfly so that it is less palatable to predators. Now, as nature does, there have been a few predators like birds and other things like that that have evolved along with the monarch butterfly to say, hey, I have developed a digestive system that can tolerate your toxicity and it eats it anyway, but I can't name out off the top of my head and nobody cares anyway. The point is monarchs, need milkweed okay and I recently I think I've mentioned this on a different episode I recently made a video about me spreading milkweed out in the country while I was driving in the car as a passenger and people just lost their minds about this like I was spreading horrible stuff anyway the point of me sharing that with you again is that in these fields almost never have I well never have I seen a field so full of milkweed that it choked out everything else. So I think that's kind of like an urban myth. Um, When I've been walking in nature parks or even in the country, I mean out in the country where everything is growing wild, you can stand there and count the milkweed plants. So it's not like they are in such abundance that there is absolutely no problem, okay, or uh, that there is a problem. So the problem with monarch butterflies... The problem for monarch butterflies is that they do not have their host plants available in the quantity that they need. This is why their numbers are declining. And they don't have anything to eat. Eat meaning sip. Uh, Butterflies don't have teeth. So they eat, which means sip nectar from nectar producing flowers. Okay, so... There would absolutely, if we took climate change out of the equation or a deep freeze or a tornado or a hurricane, okay? I don't know the hurricanes actually affect monarch butterflies, but let's just pretend. If we took all of that out of the equation, the survival and the, can I make up a word? The thrivability of monarch butterflies really boils down to they need milkweed and nectar producing plants. So if most of us in the suburbs planted a species of milkweed that is palatable to you, like visually appealing to you in your yard. The common milkweed may not be your, your species that you'd want to pick. That is, in my opinion, it's beautiful flowers. They are so sweetly and nicely fragranced that I could just smell them every day. They're not overpowering at all. They just make you happy. That is not, in my opinion, a front yard plant. It is definitely more suited for the backyard. And for those of you that may heard, that may have been told about milkweed from your grandmother, or you don't know what milkweed does anyway, they do not overtake your backyard. I have had milkweed in our yard for years now, and it will um, sometimes come out of the the structured area where I want it. And I just bend over and pull it right out of the yard and it's no big deal. It's not like they spread so badly that I could lose my mind. That is not the nature of milkweed at all. But it is unsightly. The common milkweed is pretty unsightly once the flower dies. There are other varieties and the only one I'm going to be able to rip off the top of my head is swamp milkweed or butterfly weed. Those two are much more manageable and stay uh, nicer, okay? The swamp made, swamp milkweed in particular stays very nice, very uh, just nice and tidy in its own little spot. But it is still a host plant for the monarch butterfly. So if we all provided a species of milkweed, and let's just pretend you've got 15 square feet, okay? Just a nice little square or circle in your yard somewhere. A species of milkweed and two or three nectar-producing flowers, there would be no problems for monarchs. Like, their numbers would start to increase. The only other thing that would probably be out of our control, and I'm going to try to say this intelligently, shortly, and in the right way, if the particulars of this are not exactly right, this is close enough to right, okay? The eastern migratory monarch um, that we see here in Ohio, they spend their winters in Mexico. The fifth generation, there are five generations of monarchs, and the fifth generation spends its winter, look it up on National Geographic's Instagram page. It's amazing. Hundreds of thousands of them, if not millions, hang out in trees in the Oyamel Fir Forest in Mexico. So the bad thing about that is uh, deforestation is encroaching on those lands, and so that is a problem. And with that, I would tell you, if you want to get involved with that, look up Monarch Watch, um, the Xer- I'm probably slaughtering this word, X E R C E S. Xerces. Xerxes, I'm not quite sure how to say it. Monarch watch the journey north. These are all um, monarch organizations and insect organizations that help you in the right, get you in the right direction of how you can help facilitate maybe or contributing to not of those forests not getting deforested. I think I spit all that out finally. Anyway. So they hang out in the winter in Mexico and then spring hits and they will start making the migration back north. Okay, all the way. If you can imagine the map of the United States, they go all the way back up into Canada and into the northeast of the United States. So but before they get all the way to the top, they start at the bottom, the bottom of the United States and They've mated and they lay they lay their eggs on milkweed, okay? That is generation number one. So that egg hatches, it becomes a caterpillar, it it grows, makes its chrysalis, and then that butterfly, those butterflies, males and females, they will mate, lay eggs. That's generation two. So as these butterflies and, and those, those butterflies then die in a couple of weeks, okay? So they mate, lay eggs and die, mate, lay eggs and die, mate, lay eggs and die, all the way up the United States and those butterflies live a couple of weeks or a little bit more but let's just say a couple of weeks and then by the time in around August they arrive in Ohio and these other Northeast and Canadian places that they mate lay eggs and die and then those caterpillars that then become butterflies that is now the fifth generation of of a monarch butterfly. Did that all make sense? I felt like I got lost there in the middle. But they've made their way all the way up. those That fifth generation in August, September, and October, those are 25% larger than the, than the generations before. And those will live, if you can even believe this, six to nine months. And they fly all the way back to Mexico to start that process all over again. So I'm telling you all this because on the way back down to Mexico, they need to eat. They do not mate anymore, okay, on the way back down, but they need to eat. So this is where it is so vitally important that all of us have native sources of nectar, which means again, the native plants that grew in Ohio or Arkansas or all of the all of the states back down, and zinnias will cover it if you can't if you can't. Muster to do, manage to do anything else. The zinnias will do it. Those are native to the Southwest United States, but I am a huge zinnia freak. They're beautiful. They last for two weeks as cut flowers, but they are—they produce nectar and pollen every single day. So point is find some nectar sources, get those planted because all of those butterflies that have to fly back down on their way to Mexico, they have to eat something. So I myself get pretty cranky if I'm on a long road trip and I can't find somewhere to eat, but I'm not going to die. I'm going to be cranky, but I'm not going to die. These things could die. Okay. You can't go without food for very long. And a butterfly from the northeast United States making its way back down to Mexico for the winter, it takes them two months. So they need food. So overwhelmingly, my point is, if you would love to see more monarchs plant more Plant some milkweed in your yard and you can buy those as plants this spring. So they'll be all ready to go at one of your local nurseries. And even the, the more commercial nurseries like the Lowe's and Home Depot's of the world, they carry butterfly wheat. So that is milkweed as well. So plant that this spring. Find two to three local I mean, native sources of nectar to plant as well. And you will be doing your part to help the monarch butterflies recover. And I got to tell you, it is very fun to come home and see butterflies flitting about in our yard. So that's a wrap for today. I thank you for listening. And until next time, have a great day.